Howdy folks, John Hammontree here with our very first bonus episode of The Reckon Interview. Over the last few weeks, we've introduced you to several people, including Billy Reed and Lee Baines. Well, coming up, you'll get the chance to see either or both of those folks in an action-packed weekend in Alabama. If you're in North Alabama on the weekend of August 24th, head over to Florence for the Billy Reed Shindig. Margot Price is performing, among others. And that same weekend, if you're down in Tuscaloosa, you can catch Lee Baines at the inaugural Druid City Music Fest, also featuring Outkast Big Boy as a headliner. It's gonna be nuts. But that's not all that's going on that weekend. It's also the weekend of Sidewalk Film Festival in Birmingham. Seriously, you'd need a time turner to do everything in Alabama that weekend. But I figure, since we've spent a few episodes catching up with Lee and Billy, it's only fair that we spend a little bit of time talking about the Sidewalk Film Festival. So I caught up with Corey Kraft, one of the festival's programmers, to chat about what's slated to show, their new movie theater that's opening up in downtown Birmingham, and of course, Southern Films. Here's our conversation. Today I am talking with Corey Kraft. He is a features programmer for Sidewalk Film Festival and a co-host of Side Talks, their podcast. Corey, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. Uh, Corey, we're just a few weeks away from Sidewalk. What should people expect this year? What are you most excited about? It's our 21st year. Um, we kind of had our big anniversary blowout last year and, and you know we're kind of riding that momentum into this year with another really exciting slate of independent films, uh, narratives and documentaries from around the region and around the country and around the world. Um, we're really, really proud of our lineup. We've got a massive shorts lineup, uh, a lot of really interesting feature films. And of course, the big news is uh, that this year, provided that the final construction steps uh, go as planned and it's looking very, very good, uh, this year we will incorporate our new Sidewalk Film Center and Cinema into the festival, not fully, but uh, to some degree, uh, with a grand opening planned for shortly after the festival. And this is a two-screen theater that will be in the bottom of the Pazitz Food Hall. Yeah, two screens. Um, each house is in the neighborhood of 95 seats with a lounge and bar area in the lobby. Uh, that will also house the sidewalk offices and an education space for our uh, education and outreach programs. And so this is sort of a, I guess, an Alamo draft house style experience. I mean, you can drink, you can, you can drink smaller, yeah. more intimate. It's, it is smaller. It's not quite like the full dine-in experience that sure. a draft house is, but we're trying, we're aiming for that type of experience, a sort of uh, sacrosanct movie going experience that is a mix of, of first-run stuff that Alabama customarily doesn't get, and also um, retrospective screenings, uh, repertory screenings of, of classic films, older films that the Birmingham area doesn't often get. And this will be the first-run first movie theater in downtown Birmingham in, what, years, decades? I mean, decades. It's been a long time. It's been yeah. a long time. Um, That's really exciting. For the we region. we are very excited to be, uh, as our creative director puts it, the the only theater in the city proper, um, and that's very exciting for us. And will you be able to see films there every day? Three hundred and sixty-five days a year is the plan. You know, plans are tentative, but one of the things that we've held um, as sort of the mission is. This isn't just going to be kind of a space that's open on the weekends. This isn't just going to be something that we open up for the festival. We're going to be programming all year long. And that mixture of classic, cool, 
quirky weirdo programming that you get at the Sidewalk Film Festival. That's something that we want to bring to Birmingham all the time. And um, speaking of the festival, you mentioned that you bring in uh, films from around the country and around the world. Uh, one of the films that caught my eye is the director's cut of Midsummer, yeah. uh, the uh, horror film that um, has divided a bunch of people this summer. So divided. It's very, very <laughs> divisive. Um, how did how did you all line that one up? So the director's cut is actually premiering about a week before at Film Society of Lincoln Center in New York. They're doing like a, an August horror screening series. So they, they're actually the world premiere. And I saw that and I, I kind of thought, yeah, it'd be worth a shot. Let's see if we can. And we could. Yeah. Um, you know, that's a, that's a really weird, crazy movie. I don't know if you, have you seen it? I have not seen it yet. Uh, no. It's uh, insane. I read the um, description and I, I decided to avoid it. Yeah, I, I've heard it's. Uh, I've heard it's a lot. The it craziest thing about it is that it's already extremely long. Uh, I have not seen this extended director's cut yet, which is right around three hours long. I'm wow. curious how that will play. I'm excited that we we've got that though, because I know that a lot of people, even who have seen the the film already, will be curious to check that out. And I think one of the cool things about Sidewalk, which has been around for 21 years, like you said, uh, it's not only one of the major festivals of the Southeast, but it also really kind of highlights Alabama and then Southeastern filmmakers. Can you talk about, I, I know um, that Mark Marin shot a film here in Birmingham yeah. that'll be showing. Um, what other, some other films with Alabama ties? Yeah, you know, that's one of our mandates. We, we want to not only support Alabama filmmakers specifically by screening their films, we want to also have programs and and, uh, different other types of support for them, um, like our monthly salon, uh, like our, um, we have workshops for uh, burgeoning professional filmmakers and and that sort of thing. And all of those will probably see an increase when we open the cinema, because um, we'll have our dedicated space. We've been kind of just wandering the the wilderness, you know, yeah, for, yeah. for 21 years. Um, and we have a lot of really great partners who have uh, loaned their spaces to us uh, to use that. But it's going to be great to have a space of our own. As far as some of the films that we're showing by these folks, um, the Mark Marin film you mentioned, Sword of Trust, uh, which... I think your colleague Ben Flanagan just interviewed Marin. Um, he, yeah. he sent me a, um, a message on on Google Messenger, just like about to interview Marin. I'm like, oh, cool. That's <laughs> really great. Um, yeah, and you rubbed it in my face too. That's a really fun movie. It's yeah. a really entertaining movie. And it was all shot in the Birmingham. All area. shot in the Birmingham area. Um, about half of everybody I know worked on it. We're screening that at the uh, Asfa Dorothy Jemison Day Theater on. I believe Sunday afternoon. And that's just one of a couple features. Um, Another feature that I guess the other half of everybody that I know worked on is a feature called The Death of Dick Long, Mm -hmm. which also shot in and around the the greater Birmingham area. Um, That's a really pitch dark, kind of twisted, kind of perverse comedy that's screening Saturday night. And that had Roy Wood Jr. in it, right? Roy Wood Jr. um, He was our first guest. He's a great guy. Yeah, yeah. He's got a a smaller role in it, um, but he's in it. It's got a lot of other familiar faces. Some faces that aren't familiar just because you've seen him walking around and some faces that you're like, hey, I know that guy. I've seen him at the movies before. Yeah. Um, That's a fun movie that we're really excited to show that – uh, the director of that, Daniel Scheinert, is um, not only a Sidewalk alum going way back, but the co-director of the movie Swiss Army Man, uh, oh, wow. which came out a few years mm-hmm. ago. So so he's coming back to present that. It's going to be kind of a big Alabama premiere blowout event. It'll be really fun to see that movie with that crowd. 
And then we've got two documentaries that I think are worthy of note. Um, the first, I actually read an article in AL.com about uh, the other day, Iron Grit, mm-hmm. um, which is a documentary about Richard Arrington, his um, rise to uh, the position of mayor of Birmingham. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a really information-packed, entertaining movie. Yeah. And I didn't grow up. I mean, I grew up in Birmingham. I wasn't born in Birmingham. And, you know, we're young dudes, right? So, like, all this stuff happened before we were born and or conscious of politics. And it's that forgotten period of Birmingham civil rights history. Exactly. So just the sheer amount of stuff that the movie talks about that I didn't know about is just fascinating. I know that, um, well, folks are really going to dig that movie. It's a really, really entertaining, really well done And that's movie. premiering at Sidewalk? Premiering at that's Sidewalk. Um, and then another one, I don't know if this is a Sidewalk premiere. I believe it is, is Wind and Water Balloons. Okay, what is that? It's about Cordova, Alabama. Okay. And um, Cordova, for years and years, had a Halloween night uh, tradition, which is the city would just have this big blowout water balloon fight on Halloween night to the degree that natives of Cordova when they left Cordova, were surprised to find that other places didn't have traditional Halloween water balloon <laughs> fights. Like, I thought that was just something everybody did. But yeah. no, of course not. Um, that awesome. tradition stops, um, and roughly around the time that the city is heavily damaged by the April 27, 2011 tornado outbreak. Mm-hmm. And so this is a movie not only about that tradition, but about that you know tragic event and the city rebuilding from that and hopefully you know, restarting that water balloon tradition. Well, and um, Alabama-based documentaries have done pretty well of late. Yeah. County this morning, this evening was a... Was an Oscar nominee. Oscar nominee last year. A lot of really entertaining movies um, shot in the area. Wrestle was a sidewalk movie last year that's gotten some national acclaim. Um, The the Gips documentary, I Mm -hmm. keep seeing pop up every now and again. You know, we're really proud of folks who either they're from here or not, but folks who come here and find interesting stories and and share them with everybody. We're really happy to show those sorts of things. And then um, I I don't believe he'll be showing a film there, but Andre Holland, uh, the star of Moonlight, is also expected to be around. He's raising money. So to reopen the theater in Bessemer? Yes, exactly. Um, He'll be around Friday and Saturday. Um, Friday during the day, right before opening night. Every year for our visiting filmmakers, we have a filmmaker's retreat. And so our visiting filmmakers from out of town will be touring the theater with, um, uh, well, I think Andre Holland is scheduled to be there. Uh, They'll be having lunch at uh, Bright Star and... um, well, basically hanging out in that area. And uh, he is also scheduled to participate in our ARC Stories event, our partnership with ARC Stories. Uh, it's an event called Projections, which happens Saturday evening at the Lyric Theater. And that's a separate ticket. If you've ever been to an ARC Stories event, it's essentially, you know, people get up on stage and share their stories. And, and so uh, Andre Holland is scheduled to do that. And that's something that's very exciting. So well. he'll actually be telling a story. Then, yeah, that's, that's, that's what's slated to happen. Okay, yeah. great. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, and then there are some classic films that are being shown. <laughs> I saw that uh, Empire Strikes Back. A little movie about some Muppets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So <laughs> how did that get onto the slate? What was the thought process between bringing back uh, Empire? Well, so our creative director, Rachel Morgan, pointed out, um, you know, we've... We, 
saw and loved and wanted to program a lot of movies with strong ties to the 1980s about 1980s subjects. The opening night film is a film called I Want My MTV, which is a documentary about the launch of of that network. We've got films about uh, Michael Hutchins, the lead singer of NXS. We've got a lot of other narrative films that are tinged with 80s whatever. So we just decided after a certain point, this started as a coincidence, but now we're just going to lean into yeah. it. Empire came about because, well, Lucasfilm does not allow the Star Wars movies to be screened retro, uh, retrospectively uh, very frequently. They're only available to... I think nonprofits or particular organizations and at very limited times of year. And we just wanted to do it. Yeah. So know? will that be a screening at the Alabama at Theater? the lyric at the lyric? Okay, yeah. Great. Uh, on Saturday morning. So that's a, you know, get up, bring the whole family. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, the South and movies in general. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite movie set in the South? Oh boy. Da, 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 da. I mean, am I going to be like too much of a nerd to, I mean, I'm an English teacher by day. So right. kind of like part of me wants to say to kill a mockingbird, okay. even though I feel like that's the basic choice, you know, that's like, that's the, that's the default almost. But it's a good, it's a good, I mean, it, it's Atticus such a good Finch, movie. It's very well done. And it includes local actresses. And sure. Actors. It's a, uh, it's it, such a good movie. Though. It is a great movie. Um, you know, then there there are other movies. Uh, Spike Lee's documentary Four Little Girls is one of my favorite movies, mm-hmm. um, along with his um, Hurricane Katrina sort of documentary miniseries When the Levees Broke. I love that. Yeah. Um, recently, the films of a filmmaker named Jeff Nichols, who uh, directed Take Shelter and Mud. Um, Mud is a Matthew McConaughey movie from a few years back that I think is really terrific. I wish I had a better answer for that. Um, Going with the classics, a pretty good answer. Um, yeah. What would you say? What which, which films get the South completely wrong, and uh, which ones get it? You know, like let's say Sweet Home Alabama. That was a sidewalk film oh, yeah. from about a decade ago. Yeah. And uh, I watched that, and to me, it didn't really ring true with Alabama, other than dogs being named Baron Bryant. That was pretty accurate. Yeah, that seems to check out, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh... I might have to take a rain check on that one. My threshold for um, being annoyed by things like that is is notoriously high. Like I'll sit there with a smile on my face and just nod and just like, yeah, okay. Set in the South. That's where I live. And then, you know, (laughs) they could just say or do pretty much anything. And I still have managed to suspend my disbelief. Um, That's not always true, of course. Um, But... So it would have to be pretty egregious. It would have to be pretty egregious. I was just talking about this the other day, actually, like bad accents in movies, unless it is just the worst thing you've ever heard, those don't bother me. Yeah. They they just very seldom do. And sometimes they, you know, like there are people who are from the South, like a George Clooney, for example, who's from Kentucky, but you don't really track his accent as being Southern. And he also just doesn't do accents. He just always talks as George Clooney in any movie that he's in. Yeah, this came up in in specifically the context of the new Quentin Tarantino movie, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's character has adopted like a Southern cowboy accent. Um, And some people find his accent work in particular uh, dodgy. In general, not even Just, specifically not even in that specific movie. That movie. But, yeah. but I think, you know. Well, and he, I think in that movie he says at some point, 
he refers to Missouri. Yeah. And so I just like, well, maybe I just don't know what a Missouri accent sounds like. Yeah. Maybe maybe it tracks with Missouri. It doesn't. It he did not sound like an Alabamian. That's no, sure. no. But but he also like, I guess when a character just starts talking and they're consistent within themselves, like I'm just like, okay, well maybe it doesn't sound like people from Missouri sounds like, but he sounds like that guy who happens to be from Missouri. So whatever, I'll accept Sure, that. okay. I, I'll take that. And then favorite films that were filmed in the South that aren't necessarily set here. Yeah. That opened um, you up to like a Get Out or something like that. Yeah, Get Out rules. Doesn't it does it? rule, yeah. <laughs> That's just one that comes to mind because it's filmed here, but I think set in upstate yeah. New York. Shoot. So and also I, opens I mean, up but, all the Avengers movies. Yeah, everything everything's filmed in Georgia, right? <laughs> yeah. So so that, that could potentially be anything, like any of the Hunger Games movies. <laughs> Yeah, who I get in in to to limit myself just so I can wrap my brain around this. In the past few years, it's it's almost definitely Get Out. There have been a lot of those low budget sort of Blumhouse horror films shot in Lower Alabama, though. Um, Gerald's Game, the Netflix movie, uh, along with Hush. Those are both directed by a guy named Mike Flanagan, who did the um, Haunting of Hill House series. Um, who's really talented and. Um, yeah. So yeah, in the, in the past few years, get out, uh, for sure, for sure. I I have a soft spot going back a little while for Tim Burton's big fish as I feel like most people do. Yeah. Uh, who, who live around one of our coworkers, um, actually got married uh, on the, uh, the specter set. set, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. All right. Well, so where can people find out more information about Sidewalk and how to get involved and uh, how to get tickets? Yeah, sidewalkfest.com is the one-stop shop for Sidewalk Info. I'd also like to direct people to makemoviemagic.com, which is our cinema fundraiser. Uh, we are really, really close to finishing our capital campaign. Um, the bulk of the construction is done. We're almost at the stage where we are uh, installing audiovisual equipment and hanging like movie screens and stuff. Like I was down there and light fixtures are installed and paint is on the walls and it's just beautiful. So to go in there, you would assume that we have raised all of the money we need. But the fact of the matter is, you know, it was loans that got us where we are now. Yeah. Um, and, and we're really appreciative of everybody, um, all the support we've gotten from the community as far as, as supporting the festival for so many years and supporting the, the cinema campaign uh, up to this point. We just need a little bit more, just a slight push uh, to get you know, fully funded and fully operational uh, for our target uh, grand opening, which should hopefully be shortly, like very, very shortly after the festival. And you'll be helping uh, restore a movie theater to downtown Birmingham yes. for the first time in, in decades. And and that's got to be, that's worth something, right? Like yeah, that's exciting. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> that's something, I went to high school here and that's something that I've been dreaming about happening for decades. How long have you been involved with Sidewalk now? Uh, this will be year five or okay. maybe year six, year five. Yeah, I remember reading in in high school, reading an article about the Lyric Theater. Yeah. Just like how it had fallen into disrepair and for it to reopen uh, downtown. I mean, that would, with that and Fourth Avenue and the Alabama Theater and now Sidewalk, you really do have kind of a theater corridor down yeah. there in the city now. Yeah, and that's that's really exciting. You know, we're super happy to, to add to that, uh, to bring something that has long been needed uh, back to... Birmingham. You know, when I was a kid, 
um, I used to see all these independent films at the dedicated independent cinema here was the Galleria 10, the late great Galleria 10. Mm -hmm. And so when I got really into movies in high school, I spent pretty much every weekend there, then moved to college in Tuscaloosa and that closed sadly. And Tuscaloosa has, you know, the Bama Art House film series, but doesn't have a dedicated space either. The nearest thing was always the Capri uh, in Montgomery, which is a great space. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you just don't make it to Montgomery very often. So it's great to bring something like that, a a nonprofit dedicated independent cinema to to this, to central Alabama, I guess you could say, um, which has long needed it. Well, thank you, Corey, for coming by. Yeah, thanks, John. I I, I appreciate it. And that's that. Thanks for listening to this bonus episode. We'll keep it short and sweet. Tune in Monday for our interview with John T. Edge of the Southern Foodways Alliance. Thanks for reckoning with us.